It's time for sibling rivalry. It's time, it's time, it's time. I hope y'all checked the debate with Dr. Dyson. With Dr. Dyson. It was fun. If you didn't check it out, look online. Y'all, I'm doing a vegan cleanse right now. And it is, um, it's easy. It's a little bit easier now, but it's still kind of hard. Some veggie pasta situation. Here we go. Hi, brother. Hey, all 40. How you doing? I am blessed, black, and highly favored. Somewhere between some, somewhere between O and K. Yeah. Well, you want to do a devotional? Um, I got my mindfulness card. They're right here. I need that. I got my, I got some on deck right here, son. Oh, well, you should tell me after I got up. I just finished listening to the mayor of North Charleston, South Carolina, um, Keith Sumney, because you know in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, Mayor Tech, Mayor Tecklenburg. Mayor Tech, as I call him, you know, they said that they're going to take down the statue of John Calhoun, the slave mm-hmm. owner. So, the, so, so, so. Tell the people who John Calhoun is. Yeah, who cares? He's a racist, devil, bigot, crack ass cracker. Right? And so, um, they're taking the statue down. And, um. Who's associated with the Confederacy. Who gives a. F- what, what, what does it matter? I just want. I'm just helping. Why are you mad? Oh, okay. So, listen. So, Keith Sumney. Um, he got caught with the hot mic on, and so he he told Mayor Tech, he goes, "How does it feel to sell your soul for these thugs out there?" I'm about to post it now. We're gonna heat his ass. The fuck Are up. you serious? Listen, God is revealing everything. God is revealing that is everything. Incredible. You can't even. You can't even. You can't even be oh different God. in 2020. 2020 is really the year of like. 2020 vision and focus like god is revealing everything i'm about to put it on my page I in a saying that. It's on. huh i'm about to put it on my page he, and it, it was a he didn't know the mic was on he thought he was just leaning in somebody was recording them and so he's just leaning and talking and he goes out there brother you're breaking up this is my devotional Leonard. you said what you breaking up? What'd you say? What? When you tell me, say it again. You broke up. up completely, huh? I ain't say nothing. Yeah, you did. You were like in the middle of a sentence, and then all of a sudden you switched, and the car was right here. Oh, I was just repeating myself. I was repeating what that um white devil keeps something he said. But this right here. What does it say? It says, "I listen to the intent behind words." When I open myself to the truth and really listen, I understand the intent of a message. I feel the truth behind the word. Remains is the truth. What's wrong with your internet? It went out again. What's wrong with my internet? What? I don't know. It just went out again. But I heard it's the truth behind words. 
Yes, it's the, the truth last word. Um, the word he said, yeah. When I open myself to the truth and really listen, I understand the intent of a message. I feel the truth. Oh my God! How is truth. it breaking up again on that part? God, it keeps doing that. Just read the last sentence, because every time you get ready to read the last sentence, it freezes. When I open myself to the truth and really listen, I understand the intent of a message. I feel the truth behind the words. The words lose their value, and the only thing that remains is the truth. The only thing that remains is the truth. No, it was a good example of that this week. Huh? That clip of... Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Yeah. Does your internet do this all the time? Jesus. Do you guys like chickpeas? I like. I don't think I like biting in the chickpeas. Hi, brother. This one work better or not? Can you nah? see me? This one work better or not? Nah? Yeah. Well, yeah. Now it's fine. You know what a good like example? To- that good example of that card I read this week, just now. A good example of that is um, this week, all those celebrities reposting the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> they were re- they were they were reposting his his clip from Donahue. They didn't and, and you oh, know really. Like, Yes, but they a lot of them didn't know who he was, right? Mm-hmm. So they reposted him, and it, the reason they reposted him is because that truth hit them so hard. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until people started spinning their narratives of him and what they think of him that made mm-hmm. some of the celebrities take it down. But without any bias attached to it, Without mm-hmm. any other narrative, just listening to the intent of his words and listening to that truth, it touched them so much that they had to repost it on their Instagram pages. So imagine how much we could learn if we could put aside all our biases, yeah. all our opinions, and all our narratives of people. The, narrative, the narratives we create about people. Think about how much we could learn. Yeah. Think about how much yeah, you I block yourself from. Think about how much you block yourself from just because you don't like the messenger. Yeah. For sure. That's a good word. That's good teaching, brother. Where's your devotional? You want to do mindfulness cards? That's all you got. No, it's not. I'd be sending you my Richard Tone police. I thought you don't to, do don't talk, please. Are I you don't. Do I don't even know what that is. I just found that well, out you, today. You know what? You know what sucks? Your internet. So it would. I would love to be able to laugh with you, but I can't tell if you're laughing or crying. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know what tone policing is. I just found out that term today. When did you find out I about tone policing? I just heard every other word. Do you want to do rest? It's been around for a long time. For real. I don't know when it started, but it's been, yeah, it's been around for a long time. You've heard what, that before. I've never heard that before. I promise you, the first time I ever heard that was today. What is tone policing? Two things, right? Can you Number get on one, the other, you said can what? you get on the other Wi-Fi? Because this Wi-Fi, you look like Super Mario Brothers. Let me see. 
Here they go in here. This is what we're doing today. This internet situation is a distraction. Well, drums, please. He left. He'll be back. He was just trying to do devotionals. Somebody said he needs a sue. How many of y'all know what Super Mario Brothers is? Like, for real. Because, no, it's not cabbage, Jalisa. It's veggie pasta. I'm on a veggie cleanse right now. I feel very clear. I feel like all my dreams right now are super clear. You guys should check it out. Let me see. Yeah, check out J. Cole. Check out... Oh, there you go. He's back. Let's try. Let's get him back. Are you proud of me? Look. Just restart your router. This is Awful. What? This can't be life, you guys. This can't. For real? Like, this is so tragic. This is so tragic. Like, what happened? He was like, you know, that's what he just did right here. They were eating. What? Good night. Like, what is happening? Yo, when he gets back, you guys, when he gets back, I'm going to do that back and let's not tell him what's happening. Okay, let's see what happens. Hold on. Let's see. Hold on. Hey, Steph. Hold on. Let's see. Can we get a break? Where is he at? Where is he? Broke ass internet. Let's see. Let's don't tell him what I'm going to do. Okay, hold on. He's still not out here. Okay, you guys, this is the plan. So when Lenard comes back on, we're going to be like, you guys are going to put in the comments like, Bruh. and I'm going to do that back. I'm going to be like, you know what's wrong with And then you guys all type crazy letters, okay? We're going to troll. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. We're going to get them good. We're going to get them good. This is for every time that he's trolled his sister, okay? Go get them good. Okay, hold on. He's going to on here. Let me call him back. I wish there was like a way to bring y'all's voices in so he can hear. Hold on. Let's see. What? Hurry up. We really gonna get him now because he hung up on me. 
Hold on. Don't forget, you guys, get ready, get ready. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, Tamla Marie. That's it, that's it. Everybody do it. Just type it. Same time. Right here. I'm saying sh like he can hear. Well, he might be over here. Okay, hold on. Let's see. He's still not back. But everybody do it. Okay. Everybody do it. Yes, yes. All that, all that, all that. That's perfect. Don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. Just hold on. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Man, what's taking? I know, but don't give it away yet. Just hold on. Van, I need you in on this. Okay. What is he doing? Hurry up! Broke ass internet. He hung up on me again. We getting him good, 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 good. Getting him good. Okay, hold on, hold on. No, Van's not gonna tell. Not yet, Van. Okay. You getting me good on what? What are you getting me good on? Nothing. Hi, brother. <laughs> That's your Wi-Fi. Look at the comments. You see the comment? You see the comment? You see the comment that I just posted? No, where did you post? Where did you post? Do you all see where everybody's typing? It's epic. Where did you post? You didn't say anything. I did. I left a comment. I don't see it. Did you text it to me? I Hi, Justin. Justin is in here. Justin Baby, just missed up, the please? epic trope. Hey, tell me what his tone police though. Tone police is like people that come in and are like, your tone is inappropriate. So instead of them letting you use, you know, live your life, speak freely how you need to speak. It is like somebody that's like, your tone is out of line. I don't appreciate it. It's not okay. How do you, how do you, how do you police people's tone on social media? <laughs> I don't know. You, maybe you aggressive. Maybe how? you, maybe you in all caps. Why are you what banging I, in if, all what, caps? What, what, what if I didn't use all caps? Though? What if I just made a statement and then somebody accuses me of uh, tone police? Well, wait, wait a minute. First of all, what is a person who violates the tone police? What are they called? Tone criminals? Okay, so <laughs> if you're a tone criminal, right? A tone, if you're a tone thug, okay? Tone thug. And, I like and, tone and, thug and, better. Tone thug is better. If you're a tone thug and I do, I, I, I tweet something that, you know, you don't like, how, how are you policing my tone? I would say delete your account. Who created the tone police? I don't know. 
Oh, that's a good question. You want to look it up or do you want to do a, de- a card, a devotional card? I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm trying to tone Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the trouble that, that's exactly what we're going to call you. That is really the tone good. Rangers. The tone Rangers coming around up those tone thugs. So hold on. Did y'all make the tone Rangers specifically for um, J. Cole? Or was that something that was around before? No, Tone Police has been around. That's what I was saying. Tone Police is a really, it's a real, not antiquated, but I think it's been around all the social media. We should look it up. Maybe it's longer. Let's I can't keep up. I'll say this. One thing J. Cole said that's very true. We all got to be kind with each other and we got to be gentle with each other because y'all change. Y'all come up with all this new, you know, rhetoric and this new vocabulary all the time. You can't be mad if I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Uh... The notion of tone policing became widespread in U.S. social activist circles by the mid 2010s. Never that, heard. I feel like it came around with social media. How? <laughs> How do you check somebody's tone on social media? I can understand if you're on Instagram. Maybe, like maybe, maybe, maybe it's like um, when somebody's always posting things that are overtly negative. So it's not the same kind of tone as like, what? like that kind of tone but maybe it's like tone like everything you say is negative you're never affirming you're never encouraging you're always so you're just negative you're just a negative person yeah maybe but i also think that people call something like somebody's tone is inappropriate and they they pass judgment on what someone is posting without really knowing that person's intention that that goes back to the card i just read about intention yeah, that was a good card. You have to listen to the intent behind words. And the problem with social media, especially Twitter, is you don't know what a person's intention behind words are. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. What's your devotional say? I don't know. I was wanting you to pick one. You can do rest and balance, curiosity and joy, insight and awareness, or kindness. You want to do kindness since that's what we were talking about? Let's do kindness. Kindness. Brother, how did you not like everybody got you with the words? That was incredible. Remember kindness. That's the card. Oh, I see. God be talking to y'all. God be talking to y'all and y'all don't be listening. Okay. I hope he's talking to you too. Ready? We are naturally kind. Even in our lowest moments when we feel useless or of no value, our inner kindness can give us the strength to pull through. Take five minutes to remember episodes of kindness and generosity you've witnessed or experienced. Whether it was epic heroic kindness worthy of a Hollywood movie or something very small like giving a smile to someone who needed it, remember these times in as much detail as possible. By keeping them in your mental wallet, you can always access them as a reminder that both you and the world are full of kindness and generosity. Tell me about... Tell me about an uh, act of kindness or generosity you've witnessed or experienced. I witness them all the time. Give me an example, please. Um, I can tell you one. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't witness it, but it is a story that's out now that I think um, a lot of people can learn from. And we actually have uh, this queen on Breakfast Club tomorrow. Her name is Carrie L. Horn. Uh huh. Um, Carrie L. Horn is. Well, was a police officer in Buffalo, New York. Oh, yeah. And she um, was responding to 
I just responded to a call. I forgot what the brother. I forgot what the brother was getting getting um, harassed for because he was getting mm-hmm. harassed, and uh, the police officer was choking him. And it, I think the brother's name was Nick Fields. Don't quote me on that. I think it's Nick Fields. And he said, um, "I can't breathe." And this was like 2006, and mm-hmm. she pushed the, the 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 white cop off the brother. And then the white cop punched her in the face. And she had been on the force 19 years. She ends up getting fired and she's not getting her pension. She had one more year till she got her pension and she didn't get her pension because of that. And that story has been under the radar for the longest. I'm pretty sure that happened in 2006. So now because of this beautiful thing called social media, you know, the story, the story's got a new life. So, you know, I would love to see Carrie O'Horn, you know, not only get her pension, but I'm asking y'all to go to carryellhorn.com and, you know, sign the petition that she has because she has these policing laws called Carryell's laws that she wants to get implemented. And she wants people, she has a GoFundMe page, you know, like this woman was, this woman was homeless at one time oh. with her kids. She suffered from PTSD. She suffered from depression, all because of what happened to her on the police force. And you got to think this is a woman who, was what you would call a good police officer, right? That's what a police mm-hmm. officer is supposed to do, supposed to protect and serve, you know, our community. You yeah. know, even, even 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 if it means going against one of her own. That stuff like that, stories like that would would definitely restore my faith in uh police officers. But what happened to her is absolutely not right. And yeah. it's a it's a it's a, it's a coward ass black mayor. Tell me the mayor of Buffalo, New York. I don't want to say his name wrong. I think it's Brian Bowers. I don't want I don't Brian, think that's right. Yeah. How long has he been the mayor, though, if her incident was in 2006? Uh, yeah, that's very true. I don't know. but His name still... is Byron Brown. Byron He's been Brown. the mayor since 2005. Okay, then. So she, how do you pin wow. the information? They said pin her website on here. I don't know how okay. to do that. I'm old. Um, you can't. I don't think you can do it anywhere. I think I have to. Oh, uh, her yes. name. Her name is. Car- Carol. Carriel Horn. Carrie, Carrie, C-A-R-I-O-L, Horn, H-O-R-N-E. So I'm trying yes, to- make sure that's the website, com. But now we got her on Breakfast Club in the morning. She'll be on in the 7 a.m. hour. I really want y'all to hear her story, but we also need to collectively come together and take care of her. Like her pension would have been something like, $800,000 at this point. Now, I don't know if we can raise that kind of money. All I'm simply saying is if all of us do a little, as my man Killer Mike says, if all of us do a little, then then, then, then one of us don't got to do a lot. Oh, so, somebody just posted it. I'm about to put it up now. It's so, so go go to her, go to go to her website and sign the petition and um, you know, put something in her GoFundMe. But we're gonna we're gonna really, really turn up on it tomorrow. Yeah. After she does the breakfast club, what is a dot m dot? But that's the website underneath there, carryallhorn.com. Oh, so somebody else can pin it? No, I just pinned it. I took their comment and pinned their comment. Oh, you sure that's it though? Okay, that's it. Yeah, everybody I'll double check. Web- everybody go to that website right now because Angela asked me what was the what was the last act of kindness I witnessed. That wasn't something I witnessed, but that was something I heard that was like wow like i heard that story yeah, that's yesterday. the website i heard that story yesterday and i'm like yo we gotta have her on the um we gotta have her on breakfast club yeah so yes, if you go to that website 
You can sign a petition for Carrie L's law and you can put some money in our GoFundMe. But we also need to put a lot of pressure on the mayor of Buffalo, New York, to make sure she get her pension because you cannot punish people for doing the right thing. That's crazy. And meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, her pension gets canceled, but people who actually kill citizens. That went through, but um, I was saying that like the officers who kill people get to keep their pensions, mm -hmm. but she can't keep her pension for trying to save somebody's life. Like, but, 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 but what is, what it is, she went against white supremacy. Yeah. That's exactly. what that was. You're not, you know, that's why I say it's hard to say that there are good cops because it's like, you know, when they say bad apples spoil a bunch, you never hear nobody say good apples make a bunch of rotten apples better. So in a situation like that, Works. you know, she was absolutely trying to do the right thing, going up against white supremacy, and they punished her for it. That's literally all it was. This is, she had the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated gall to go against white supremacy. Yeah. So she should be able, she should be, able, she should be receiving her pension from Buffalo, New York. And if not, I think that collectively we can come together and put enough in her GoFundMe to where her and her five kids and her 14 grandchildren can be all right. What is that? I'm trying to show you because you should be proud of me. I drank this whole thing. That's not even a gallon. It's 33.8 fluid ounces. Can you, you appreciate progress? Mm -mm. You're supposed to drink a gallon of water a day. You don't want, see what it is, you don't want your pee to be your skin complexion. Like you want your pee to be clear. So if you drink like a gallon of my water. My pee is day, not my skin complexion. Who said that? I said that. Who said that? That's why you got word when you came back in here. <laughs> oh, let me leave. Let me leave another message in your comments. You can't. So when I, I post, was, you don't see it when I post. Y'all don't see when I post. I didn't see it. It must be the Lord blocking you. Tell me if y'all see what I posted just now, and if y'all saw what I posted, repeat it. That's right. The Crump agency says she needs her pension and restitution. I agree. Yeah, she really should. Like, and can you imagine the trauma of being kicked out of your your place? She said it. She said she got PTSD. She had depression. She was homeless. It was bad for her. What's the last um, bit act of kindness you saw? Um. Well, I can tell you something that's on my heart because we talk about it. Well, I, I tell you a lot, like the one of the things that I admire about you is no matter who a person is, like, I feel like you always stop and make time to talk to people. Like always make time to stop and talk to people and just like you see their humanity. And I think that's admirable. When I was little, my dad would do that. If we were walking through the store at a gas station and drop me out of school, I used to be so stressed out. So I'd be like, why do you have to talk to everybody? But I admire it now. I don't be that comfortable all the time. Oh, so you're saying that, oh, so that's, yes, that's the act of kindness. The act of kindness is you. No, you guys talking to everybody. Yeah, like that's seeing I mean, people's that's humanity and being like being kind to people who you don't even know. Like just. Why? Like, I, I mean, I, I don't get why that's so hard. Well, for some people who aren't as comfortable, it's challenging. I just was saying I admire it. Sometimes it's not about comfortability. Sometimes it is. Like my grandma would always say, manners will take you where money won't. But also, 
Your grandma said what? Man would do what? My grandma would always say manners will take you where money won't. Manners. Yeah. But also. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't know who's friend or foe. So I got to set the energy. I got to set the tone. You know what I'm saying? I got to set the tone. You set the tone by coming in and putting out the energy that you want to receive back. Yeah. So sometimes I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say what's up to everybody to make the, the, the know who's who. You know. Yep. That's it. I get, I get that. Um, there was a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to talk to you about. I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, I know. What did I text you earlier? The um. Hours after Aunt Jemima changed and a change announced, Uncle Ben's rice said it will evolve brand. You don't want to talk about Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben? Y'all care? Y'all really care about that kind of shit? I just I see I didn't know Aunt Jemima. I didn't I didn't even realize Aunt Jemima was a slave. I'm gonna be honest with you. Aunt Jemima's a slave. I don't know that she's is she a slave. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't understand. I don't understand the symbolism, the semblance of. I feel like Aunt Jemima was like a derogatory thing. Like says somebody said, Aunt Jemima is like just as bad as saying like Uncle Tom. I did not know that. Did I you know that? I thought that's what it was. And Uncle Ben, I don't even know what that nigga look like. What did Uncle Ben look like? He's a brown skin dude. With he looks like a butler. He has on. He looks. He has like the bow tie. Here's the package right here. You got a bow tie on. I never paid no attention. I thought it was dope. I had his own rice. So now, now, I, I agree with I that. now, now, somebody just said it's not a black-owned business. If they aren't black-owned businesses, which I'm sure they're not, yes, they should be using black people's likeness. Period. Period. I agree with that too. But other than that, I don't. What <laughs> and, and poor Miss Butterworth, y'all ain't even thought about her. Poor Miss Butterworth still on the goddamn plantation. Y'all done took Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima off the plantation, but y'all forgot all about Miss Butterworth. Were they on the plantation or did they just appropriate their likeness and maybe their recipes? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I want to know. I want to know why Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima are being removed from these packages. If they are using these black folks' likeness, you know, without their permission, yes. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. But what about Miss Butterworth, though? It's going to be hard to change Miss Butterworth and Miss Butterworth is a whole goddamn bottle. Well, I don't know. They're going to have to call yeah. her. What was what was the robot on the Jetsons called? Rosie. They're going to have to call her Rosie now. Well, Rosie might be tired of being a slave too. Rosie's oh, not a me. slave. Listen, in 20 more years when artificial intelligence is out here living amongst us like regular people, they're going to be asking the Jetsons to get canceled. Because they don't like Rosie, <laughs> they don't like the way Rosie is represented on that show. Uh, I'm telling you, they gonna be out here asking Rosie to get canceled. Oh, Miss Butterworth is an old like white lady. I didn't know. She is. I don't know. It's a brown bottle. It is a brown bottle. Somebody said yes. All that shit came from slavery. I had no idea. I I didn't I didn't know that. So what y'all want? Said, Rosie is now Siri. By the way, I'm not. I don't care about surf. I love surf. Like surf is cool. Like if I do eat pancakes, I'm not you thinking about what? what. I'm not thinking about what kind of surf I'm using them. Do you have a particular type of surf? You, you love like? what? Surf. Syrup. Syrup. What are you talking syrup. about? Syrup. It's two syllables, man. 
You talking about SERP? Spell that. C A N D A C E O W E N S. G O T O H E L L. Oh. <laughs> everybody get everybody type them everybody type them get them back with them r's get them back with them r's um okay so the other thing that we was talking about is what else are we talking about we talked about, we just talked about Carrie. I don't, I don't know what else we've talked about. There's a lot of stuff going on. Have you been to a protest? No, I haven't. Yeah. Have you? No, I drive, I drive, I drove by one the other day and, um, I really have like, I'm a germaphobe for real. And I don't know if people know that, like, I'm super concerned about the fact that like, Folks ain't thinking about practicing social distancing on the streets because they're worried about executing around change. So people are real close. Um, And I don't want to at all like fuel the um, I know there's supposed to be some intentional efforts to tie the protests to the rise in coronavirus cases, which were already on the rise. But like, I don't want to get coronavirus. So um, I've chosen to like participate from my car. Well, I think um, every, I, I think uh, leadership is. Um, I sent you that. Did I send you that earlier? No, hold, on, so. hold on, one second. Hold on, hold on. Nip. It, it's uh, great leaders. And I read this quote earlier said, um, great leaders don't set out to lead. They set out to make a difference. So it's not about the role. It's about the goal. Come on, Jesse Jackson Sr. with a rhyming bar. That's good. I spoke to Jesse earlier. My, um, um, Andrea, who um, I worked with on the Hill and is like a little sister me, to sent me this um, Nancy Green, a Civil War era slave from Mount Sterling, was the inspiration for the first Aunt Jemima, the black woman who has served as the face of the brand for more than 100 years. She just Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What is it? The like, the, is it the likeness of a slave? Well, it sounds like this woman who was a slave was the the inspiration behind the woman on the box. Now, 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 now are they stealing her recipe? They stealing her. Re- they've been stealing her recipe all these years. I understand. Listen, I think that every time it's a biscuit, a cake, anything that tastes good, they probably they might they probably took it if it's from the south. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, listen, I'm not mad at them for doing it. I just want to know why they're doing it. Like, I, I want to know why they're. I want to know the reasoning behind it. Because I'm not with. I'm not with all of that. Like those those little simple, simple 
symbolism changes. I want to see real systemic change. So let me ask you this, because I mm-hmm. think that's an important question. I've been um, having some dialogue with folks on, of course, you want the substantive change, but like the symbols matter too. Like we started the podcast today with you talking about the Calhoun um, statue that's going to be taken down in Charleston. Yeah, but that's a huge symbol of a slave master that sits high above the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yes. But it's still a symbol. Right? Like, it's it's still a symbol. Like, what, then, yeah. so what we're saying is, like, you know, which, which symbols, well, I think what we should answer is, like, which symbols are worthy of our time and attention and getting removed or replacing... Um, especially when you balance that with the substantive push, right? Yeah, and that's, and that's what I mean. Like, I need to know, I need to know why Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben are being removed. I need to know what they represent in order to say, okay, yes, I can understand why why that change was made. I don't know. I, to me, even when I was a little kid, I used to be bothered by that because I remember feeling like, this is so random. So I don't know if it was like they felt like, oh, if black people are on the face or the faces of these things, then that will mean like it tastes good. But I didn't know this. I didn't know the slavery connection. I, I always thought that Uncle Ben looked like remember Benson. Yeah, but he I mean, looked I like Benson to me. But honestly, if you walk around a grocery store, how many packages or how many products do you see that actually have black faces on them? You always see white faces. You always see white faces on these packages. Think about the Quaker Oats, the Quaker but Oats. They, but, but they, but they, well, I don't know if they made it, but Newman's, you know, the salad dressing and stuff, Newman's, that's their brand. That's their stuff. That was a- actually the guy. They got that barbecue sauce. What's the name of the barbecue sauce, dude? That's Bobby the Brown. Bobby Brown, Bobby, Bobby Brown barbecue sauce. Bobby Brown barbecue, Bobby Brown barbecue sauce is great. But I don't Bobby know Bobby Brown. New edition, Bobby Brown. Oh, oh, oh. Don't be cruel, Bobby Brown. My prerogative, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown got a mean barbecue sauce. And I like seeing that brother on his barbecue yeah, sauce. Yeah, but if he put his face on his stuff that he owns, that's different from white people putting a black face on something they own. That is very true. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just getting to the, well, I, it, it, I, I mean, it, I'm not, I'm just going to be honest. I didn't even realize that when I meet these people who are on like the names of these companies, I'll be like, oh shit, this person really exists. So I think it's the same when it comes to uh, Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. I just never thought about it. I never put enough thought into it to say, it, and it didn't ever stand out to me as, oh, that's offensive. What do you think should happen with, like, you know, the Henrietta Lack story? Yeah. Like, what do you think should happen with that? Should, like, her descendants, huh? What you mean? Like, should her descendants be paid? Like, now that we're seeing, like, all of the ways that people have stolen from Black people and folks are kind of coming into the realization of how deep it is and how embedded in the cultural norms it is, like, should they revisit how they need to repay her her family? What do you mean as far as, like, you for using her... Um, her cells. Her cells? Yeah. Without yeah, her I permission. Didn't know, I didn't know her family didn't get paid. I don't think they did. I thought they sued and everything. Let me see. I thought that was the whole point of the story. Oh. I thought that's how they found out about the story. I thought that they did sue the hospital and all of that. I mean, don't quote. I mean, don't listen. Don't quote me on anything. Okay. 
I'm just telling you what I thought. Cause I thought I read that. I saw well, it. They, they still, they still have not been. So if they sued, I don't know, but they definitely said they wanted compensation. They did. They sued, but they don't, they didn't. They oh, they sued, but they didn't win nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, not yet. Anyway, this lawsuit, did they sue? Huh? They sued, right? Yeah, in 2017. You're right. Okay. Yeah, and it says. But they should absolutely be compensated. Yeah, I agree. It's white, it's white people alive and healthy right now because of Henrietta Lacks. What about? Can we talk and about she was something? Not an organ donor. Huh? And she was not an organ donor. She wasn't, and she well, she didn't, and she didn't give them like she didn't volunteer her cells for research either. Exactly, like which is not necessarily like rise to the level of a kidney, but she didn't authorize that usage. What do you think about um, it's a trigger warning? But what do you think about like the fact in California there have been two people who've been found hanging since the end of May. One guy was at the beginning of last week. Um, Robert Fuller. There are people that are saying that, like they, they, they were. They said that they were suicides. Do you think that black people would would like, like, would go do that in a public, like, a, like in front of city hall, and like outside? Like, why would? What do you think is? Do you think um, I don't know. I don't, I don't put. I don't put any. I don't put anything past anybody, especially if they're. You know, dealing with some sort of mental health issue. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes, you know, when you have that level of depression, you know, one thing that factors into your depression is wanting to be seen. And I, by the way, I don't know if this, if this is what happened with these kids at all. I'm just, you know, throwing things out there. Yeah. You know, if you're depressed and you want to be seen, you would kind of make a make a grand spectacle like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean but the thing that makes me feel like i don't believe that's what it is even though i think i i, I think robert fuller's family said he was dealing with some type of depression and he was suicidal but i'm just like in this age of transparency where everything's caught on camera all the time surveillance footage in all of these different cities mm-hmm. there's no footage in none of this well, and that's There's what no everybody was, was, was shocked about because they're like, yo, how is it just, it just that it just so happens that he's hanging or he was, they, they found him hanging from a tree where there's no camera angle from like city hall building. And yeah. then they said that the, the, the county um, coroner said initially that it was a suicide and then he walked it back just on Monday. He walked it back. Yeah, they found somebody in New York too. It was another twenty-seven-year-old brother in New York. That was Monday in Manhattan Park, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Are you serious? Yeah, that was I Monday didn't hear in about Manhattan that. Park. He was twenty-seven. I can't remember his name. If y'all know his name, put his name in the comments. My comments frozen anyway, but you can see him. And then um, today, today they found somebody out. I think it was either outside of Texas or somewhere in Texas. They found somebody. I don't know. I was thinking like either, you know, either it's, it's, it's really a, a, a different type of war being waged on us, which we already yeah. know. That. Um, it could be people suffering from mental health issues. Oh, man, you never know. Like sometimes 
these kids be communicating on this dark web and be having their own little thing going on. So I don't know. See, and I think like this is this an area where Robert Fuller was. It's an area in Palmdale where like um, a lot of black folks have moved out because it's more affordable than L.A. Mm -hmm. But like. It's super racist still. I'm not listen. I'm not putting. I'm not putting anything past the white devils. Goddamn it! Okay, all I just, I just don't like to speculate about stuff like that because it feels like yeah. it feels like whatever, whatever you're you're speculating about in a situation like that, you could be marginalizing with with somebody. I wanted, to go, I wanted to go to the protest because his family is like up in arms about the coroner findings, and they were like, it didn't, it just didn't make sense. And I know, what, you know what, did the, what, what did the coroner find? The coroner initially said it was a suicide, but then walked it back and said they need to be a lot more careful in case there was foul play involved. See what I'm saying? As I'm saying, I, I can't, I don't even like to speculate on stuff like that because you could be marginalizing whatever experience. Like, if it was a murder and you say, no, it was mental health, then you're marginalizing the murder. If you say it was all mental health, then you're marginalizing you know, if you say it was mental health and you're marginalizing the fact it could be murder, so you just never know. I don't like to speculate about stuff like that. It's all sad. It's all fucked up. But I will say this. Like I told y'all before, owning a legal firearm as a black person in America is a form of self-care, goddammit. Mm. All right? Don't be out here roaming these streets like shit, sweet. Okay? What um? What's one thing, given like the heaviness and the significance of the time we find ourselves in, what's one thing that you hope comes out of this for Black people? True systemic change. True dismantling of white supremacy. Mm. That's it. That's it for me. True systemic change. Because, you know, we all know systemic racism was a design by the white man. So it's going to take systemic reform to undo it. So that's what I want. True, true systemic change. Because you can't change what's in people's hearts. Yeah. So true systemic change. And people just not, and, and black people just not being scared of white folks no more. It, it warms my heart when I see a white man call a black person nigga and a black person beats the dog shit out of him. I watched something in a store the other day and this black brother was putting the hands of God on this white man for calling him the N-word. And that white man had a mask on. That mask may protect you from corona, but it won't protect you from a colored scorn, goddammit. Okay? Which so, is yeah. That's what I like. I like, I'm, I just, we got too we much We were fear. just talking about systemic change and you went to an old-fashioned ass book. That is systemic change. <laughs> well, that is a, that is a, that is a, a hellified systemic change. People not being afraid of white folks no more and not taking their shit. That is, that is absolutely, that is absolutely systemic change. I am all for that. We have what no is- reason to fear our oppressor at all. What is one thing that you are um, dedicating your time to right now to ensure the systemic change happens? And then how are you holding your white friends accountable 
to engage in this change since the system of white supremacy isn't one that we set up? Well, I think that um, those are conversations that we have and we have in our uh, secret black people meetings, right? Because I think that we're always constantly, actively, you know, doing the work to, 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 to change certain legislation and the craft agendas and such, right? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if all of that conversation needs to be made public. But you know, for me, man, I'm just telling. I was talking about the thing, the thing you're doing that you feel comfortable sharing publicly. Did you see me just um, jump in this tree? I just jumped in that tree. You see it moving? What? Nothing. It's fine. Just carry the on. Things that I'm doing. I mean, listen, I, it, it's very hard. Mike, Michael Eric Dyson actually schooled me to this, right? Because we was we was having a conversation amongst amongst some people, and um, you know, a a, a, a a white ally, very much a white ally, very much a white ally, you know, asked the question, and the question was, you know, how do you keep you know young white kids from being racist? Because it starts in the house, and I said. You know, it's not my job to, you know, teach young white kids how not to be racist. And Michael Eric Dyson schooled me to the fact that, you know, whether whether you're uh, intentional or unintentional about it, you know, these white folks are learning from us. You know, you know, yeah. Michael, Michael Eric Dyson teaches at Georgetown University, uh, which was which is I think he said his students are like seventy five percent white and he said when he teaches his his culture classes and his hip-hop classes they're in there talking about things that are going on in our culture yeah you know so he said you know whether you're being intentional or unintentional about it you might as well be intentional because they learn it from you anyway so i have no problem answering questions at, at, at one point i might have thought that you know a white person would be in um a, a contrarian just for the sake of being a contrarian or just trying to get under my skin by asking obvious shit, but they really don't be known. Yeah. And you really can't be mad at a person for what they don't be known. Yeah. You know? That's good. You that don't go like... for all of them, though. Okay. Some of them know. Okay, but... before you go down that rabbit hole, mm -hmm. do you feel like the time that you fi we find ourselves in right now, which is super frustrating, it's sad, it's enraging. Has somehow this time period brought you to a point where you've become more patient and more empathetic in being instructive to folks or has your is your patience thinner? I don't have empathy. Hmm? I don't have I don't think I have empathy. Yeah. For my oppressor or his children. I have patience. Okay? Got it. And I also know that um, God is working, so that's what gives me a lot of patience, and it yeah. gives me a lot of, and it gives me a lot of indifference, right? Because like some things are out of our hands. We talking about, we, you know, we we was throwing that phrase around. It's above me now. Yeah, it really, it really Ooh. is above us now. Yeah. And so it's just like I really, truly feel in my heart and in my soul that God is giving white people in this country an opportunity to atone for the sins of their ancestors and not even the sins of their ancestors for the sins of some of the shit that these motherfuckers are doing present right day. now present day yeah so, so 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 you can play all you want 
watch God bring hell and rain fire to this motherfucking country if they don't do right by black people. Play with it if you want to. I think 2020-something else. He put the murder hornets He put the, the murder hornets on deck just in case. He just he didn't want to hit us with too much. He yes. said, okay. He said, I, th- I see things shifting a little bit now, so I'm going to be cool. But y'all back, y'all moonwalk just a little bit, white people, and see what happens. The murder hornets on the way, goddammit. Okay. Can I? I want to tell you something that's bothering me a little bit. Yes, ma'am. So I said last year that they could tear down these Jefferson and Washington monuments too because they were slave owners, right? And the response to that is like crazy. So they some some newspaper brought it back that I I said it the other day when we've been talking about the Confederate statues coming down, mm-hmm. and I'm frustrated because like my position hasn't changed. But it also is inaccurate that I said it the other day. And I feel like there are outlets that are run by, um, you know, folks who have benefited from white privilege and white supremacy that are trafficking in that nonsense to distract from what we're ultimately trying to accomplish. And like on one hand, I fully agree with you, like so much of it is above us now because like we were talking about clarity and this is a year of 2020 vision and you're seeing things in ways that you've never seen them before. We're being affirmed in some of the things that we believe in have said for a really long time. Like mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus statues are finally coming down, you know? Um, and we've been talking about it ain't no holiday to celebrate. And so anyway, my point is just like, I don't understand why there is this need to cleave to symbols of oppression because we wouldn't do that if they were symbols of oppression for a white group. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, like George I, I, Washington. I, 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 don't even, I don't even understand what's confusing you about this. No, I'm not confused. I said what's frustrating me right now. Like I'm because, just, I'm, because, because we live in America, a country that was built on the backs of black people that was built by slaves that was that's been rooted in white supremacy and systemic racism that's their shit so yeah why i'm not saying i'm confused i'm frustrated by it so their response the response to it has been to call me like i should read you some of the stuff i got like it's great like they're more mad about me saying they should take this like racist cunt cunt doesn't offend me i don't care but like Nigger be like it, it's like real, 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 nigga real, biscuit? real, huh? Nigga biscuit? No, Leonard, bitch. Oh, yes. What, what bothers you more, biscuit or the b word? Um, bitch assness, where people bring up the, a biscuit. <laughs> So much for pouring my heart out to you right now. I'm listening. I'm just like, yo, I'm like, I listen. It's just irritating because I'm like, what's so hard to understand about the fact that, like, these people didn't just own slaves. Thomas Jefferson was raping one. These people didn't just own slaves. George Washington chased them and they're like, oh, but he freed his slaves. He freed his slaves on his deathbed. Why do they, why, why, why do you expect bigots not to bigot? Because we, why do you expect crackers? Liam never said crack. chicken biscuits. Thanks, Nat. Why do you expect crackers not to crack? Why do you expect 
Devil's I not just thought we were in a devil. time where people could finally see clearly, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Mm. whoa. You, you do a, you do a lot of generalizations. Okay. Meaning that, and maybe that's not even the right word, but it's just like you see one section of people changing. Yeah. And you say you do this sweeping. I thought we were in this time where people. Pete, no, it ain't. Well, people. I think I'm, I might just be hoping for it. Like that would I'm be not. so marvelous. You're I'm not. not. I told you that before. You would have been the person that God would have told to build the ark. You'd have built the ark and refused to take off until you got every single black person in that town to get on with you. I would like that. That would make me happy. That's not realistic. That's not. What did you, you see? What, did you hear what Doctor Dyson said? Did you hear? And I was like, "Great, Lenard's gonna be so happy." That's the that. truth, and I don't understand because you do have discernment with certain people. That's true. You ain't, try, you ain't trying I to get. Think, on, I think it's just the to desire. To along with you, huh? You ain't trying to get Amarosa to come along with you, huh? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's just like a desire that, like, you can't be like. You don't even let me finish. I'm sorry. It's just, it's a desire that's like, I want, I want us all to get ahead. Like our ancestors. No, you don't so what the fuck? Do you want Candace Owens to get ahead? Do you want me to finish? Candace Owens is a white man. See what I'm saying? No, she's, she's not, but go ahead. Continue. No. Um, I want us who at least love black people, even if the way that we love black people manifests itself differently, but the people who love black people to be on one accord. And it makes me sad when we, when we can't, I don't care if we don't agree on the means to the end goal. I just want us to agree on the end goal. Well, and, and consciously and consciously work towards that end goal without shitting on people who take a different approach. So long as that approach doesn't cause harm to the people. So if we do no harm, we work towards the end goal. I would just like for us to all be able to go if we can do those two things. But the end goal should be the liberation of black people, right? Let's, I agree with thing. that. I agree it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of people that you may not appreciate their methods. You may not appreciate what yeah. they're doing. But sometimes they tell us that they want to liberate black people. We don't believe them. Yeah, you know what that's saying? true. So it's just like, I'm, who am who am I to, to tell somebody? You know, hey, what you're doing is really not helping. If they that's feel true. like if they feel like what they're doing is helping, and they got their little pocket of people that's coming to them saying, "You're freeing my mind." Hey, yeah. let them do their thing. Yeah. Guess what? If we all have the end goal, which should be the liberation of black people, we'll all get there. Yeah. And when and when we get there, and the people that's not there will be like, well, they weren't about that shit. They was kicking. Yeah, I hear that. I respect that. I don't like it, but I respect it. I listen in the Bible, in the slave master's Bible, in the white man's Bible, not the LeBron James version. In the white man's Bible, they say. God never told any of his messengers or his prophets to make people understand. All he said was to tell them. That is not in the Bible. 
Oh, I'm just uh, to read some of the stories, whether it's Noah. Yeah, but you you know Moses, what you know what Cliff Notes are. Lot, what you know what Cliff Notes are. Listen though, I'm going. Do you know me. what Cliff Notes are? You're tone policing me right now. No, I'm asking you a question. What? Do you know what Cliff Notes are? I don't know Cliff. All his notes. Only reason I know about Cliff Notes is because of an episode of the Cosby Show. I didn't go to college. It doesn't matter. People use Cliff Notes in high school. I never, I did, I, I, I flunked out in 10th grade. I got arrested in 10th grade and went to jail and then I finished in night school. There was no Cliff Notes in night school. Wasn't even a nigga named Cliff in my school, in night school. Carry on. I got a cousin named Cliff, Cliff Chapman, but he wasn't in night school with me. I don't know what just happened. Cliff actually went to the Citadel. He was very smart. Actually, Do you Cliff know what actually, just happened? Cliff, owned, Cliff, Cliff and Chapman. The bottom line uh, is what you're general. saying is not in the bottom start putting my phone on airplanes no i didn't say, i didn't know what i'm saying is the the stories of the fact that god would tell messages and prophets not to make people understand just tell them and once you tell them it's on them you be trying to make people understand no i, didn't I, have I would to, like people no, to understand no no i didn't have to explain to people why he was building the ark he told them why he was building the ark and gave them a choice and they didn't make the right choice. And that's why he took them goddamn animals. The animals had more sense than them niggas. So you got to let the motherfuckers that didn't understand drown. Did you know that after the... you know what the New Testament is for? The LeBron James version? The What's New it? Testament is for the fulfillment of the Old Testament. So we should no longer be into punishing. We should be under the law of grace. It's not about punishing. It is. You don't have to do. You don't have to do nothing. There's this thing called divine justice. Do you know what Noah was building the ark for? Since that's your favorite the fuck and only story away you from niggas. What? To get away from niggas. No, that's not what the ark was for. The ark is because there was a flood. Who you think made it flood? God. Why? So that you would stop telling this story. Pressure washed these. Niggas, and when I say niggas, I don't even mean. I'm talking about. Yeah, you need to be careful because you know that people like to use the curse of ham as though it's against black people. So you need to be careful. Well, he wanted to pressure wash n words of all races. Okay, I just ain't found a word to collectively people. No, it ain't just people. You can say say dummies. I don't like dummies. It ain't strong enough. Idiots. I can not brilliant ones. I'm I'm an idiot. I can deal. I can't. I, all that stuff. I can deal with all of those people you just named. This conversation is in a downward spiral. It is not in a downward spiral. You just don't want to hear it because it goes against everything that you stand for. The moral of the story is you can't save everybody. Okay. And 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 Project Pat, the urban philosopher, the great urban philosopher, said, "Don't save her. They they don't want to be saved." Was that Project Pat? No, that was E forty. Captain Sabahoe? Another great urban philosopher. Either way, both those great urban philosophers are trying to tell you that you can't save everybody, Angela Rye. And you're going to learn that the hard way. You're going to learn that the hard way. If we're under the law of grace, can you say something encouraging? That was encouraging. No, it's not. Everything I just said was encouraging. To who? The people that understand what the fuck I'm saying. And, so can and, you and, say and, something and, encouraging? And, 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 and is looking at me saying, you know what? 
that nigga is right. Because you can't save all of these motherfuckers. You just simply can't. You can't. You will drive Can you say something crazy. encouraging? What? Do you know that we started off talking about kindness? That was kind. We just put everything we're talking about God did. Why are you yelling? Think, y'all think God is a punk. No, that's, no, that's we don't. I just think that the New Testament means that we're under the law of grace oh, now. Let me tell you something. There's this thing called divine justice. And divine justice will fix your ass. You don't got to do nothing to your enemies. You don't got to do nothing to people that are against you. When we run around here saying no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And God said he going to make my enemies. God said I'll make your enemies your footstool. Do you do read anything out of the New Testament? The King James Version? You keep asking me that, so I'm assuming you want the NBA to come back. Oh, we should have talked about that, too. We can. That's what I segued into it. You want the NBA to come back? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Tell me why. Well, let me say this like this so you appreciate my my um, my expertise. So what I would you should have say, a, you, should have a, you should have a WNBA basketball. You should be supporting the women. Well, this is from my podcast with Chris. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You decide. You're trying to silence the sisters. That's all. Well, I don't think that you really believe that, so I'm not going to give any space for that nonsense. But my thought, I feel really conflicted because I hear some of what you said on our call earlier. Um, but I'm really concerned about. If there is a distraction like sports right now, that the attention will be taken off of the streets. Y'all let a J. Cole song distract y'all today. So that's y'all fault. <laughs> exactly. So imagine what a basketball that, that, game would That's y'all fault. I, I just had a card for you. Let me find this card. This is a card about choosing. Okay? It's a, it's a shame that how we have that. How come I can't raise a perspective without you, like, being like, oh, y'all this, y'all that. I can say, like, I am thinking about these things and the dynamics that and they I'm create. I am listening with an empathetic ear to my sister. No, that's what you're and not I, doing. I am listening with an empathetic ear. and Somebody I said um, no NBA because of Kyrie, and I just want to point out Kyrie is injured, so he wouldn't be playing anyway. So I think if there's, I- if there's a player that agrees with Kyrie, who is currently playing that they should probably speak up to. Here's the thing. In light of history, since when have, since when can uh, people not protest through sports? Athlete activism has always been a thing. I don't but care. If people are saying this is like, they can't think of a time. Like my dad said that like, he said that, um, tell he Eddie, can't think- tell no lies. No, I'm not. He said that um, that he can't think of a time where more people were engaged. And so if that's the case, if we see like all of this monumental change just in the last couple of weeks, like why wouldn't we keep that pressure on a little bit longer to get because you can use that? the NBA, you can use the NFL to continue to highlight things. Like we're asking, what are they going to do? 
What do you mean? Uh, same thing Colin Kaepernick did. They can all take knees. Same thing LeBron James did when they wore t-shirts that said, I can't breathe. They can talk, about, they, it in, they can talk just, about it in their post-game conferences. What, like, what are we talking about here? Can I say something? Yes. That's the same thing as saying, like, oh, well, all the reforms they put in place after um, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, Trayvon Martin. Like, what else do you want? That stuff didn't work. So what are you talking about? I'm saying that, like, the stuff they did already didn't work. They wore this shirt already. Question. Serious question. Yeah. Is LeBron, is LeBron James and Kyrie Irving not going to play basketball? First of all, that's their job, so they want to go back to work. But they're not. what are they going to do if they don't play basketball? Kyrie doesn't want to. Kyrie said NBA shouldn't go back, but he's hurt right now. So I think so it should they, be. Are they going to be on the front lines at protests? I think are some of them could. Are, are, are they are they going to be on Capitol Hill trying to get legislation changed? Like, I'm just trying to, like, like what, what 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 would you want them to be doing? Yeah, so I'm so glad you asked. I have a list. Um, but yeah, I think they could do that. I also think they could be using this time to apply pressure directly to the league to ensure black asset managers can manage pension funds that they put a portion of their revenue in black banks. Like they could just have like a list of. Why can't they do that and play ball? Well, I think that it was a stronger leverage point if they're not playing. They're not on strike. <laughs> like, but they could strike. It was a global, was a global pandemic things. that stopped the league. It wasn't a strike. They're not protesting anything. No, but I'm saying if they were like, okay, we'll we'll come back to play after you do these things. I don't think that's how that works, especially being that a lot of them would probably be in some type of contract violation. Like, I don't think that's how that works. Like, it was a global pandemic that shut the league down. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a strike. But I'm saying they could say that this is this is something that's strikeable to us. This is something that is, like, we're willing I, I to think, put it I on think, the line. I think that's... I think, Black... I think y'all are finally admitting how easily distracted y'all are. If y'all really think the NBA is going to distract people from what's going on out here in these streets, then I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, it, like basically what y'all are saying is there should have never been any athletes who ever participated in activism in their respective sports. There should have no, never I'm been not any, saying that. There should, have, there should have never been any protest in sports. Uh, uh, John Carlos and Tommy Smith should have never put up a black fist. Colin I don't, I'm not saying that either. Move. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that when we use what they've already done in the league, um, those things were strong statements, but they didn't result in systemic change because so they're not the, because the nba players aren't the ones fighting for systemic change it's people like you everybody has a role to play Kareem right so all i'm all i'm saying is that um they could use the leverage they have and the influence they have to push for systemic change in the league i gave you some examples of things that can be changed in the in league, the league. I gave you some examples. Yeah, That's but you're saying in you're saying in the league. I thought you were talking about systemic change in the country. In well, the both league. they could also apply pressure to ensure legislation is passed. Like say we want the owners and we want our ability and we want the league to get behind these pieces of legislation, which would result in our our ability to survive. Why, why, can't, why can't they do that in play? Well, I would argue that once they start playing, that it may end up in a distraction that takes attention away from the protests. What we're doing right now is a distraction. You think so? We're on we're on IG Live talking and it's 4,000, 5,000 people in here with us right now. Is that well, like... I don't want to just... I really don't... I really do not 
understand the logic of people. So, and I'm going to tell you what else is wild yeah. to me. These are the same people that are saying, hey, Colin Kaepernick should be back in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, he should. But so, by, by your logic, that great symbol of, you know, social justice, is him playing? Is that going to be a distraction? Well, here's the question I would raise. To me, for MLB, for NFL, and the NBA, I would ask the players to make some demands before any of them get on the field. The ones, like, again, putting make, some make, of the... Make, make, make demands for who and what? For the league to do certain things. So, like I said, ensuring that black asset managers manage the pensions. Put, a, like, there's 70% or 80% of um, players in the, in the NBA are black. Put 50% of the revenue from the NBA in black banks. Um, ensuring that vendors they use and the lawyers they hire and all that are black. Make sure okay. that there's a system. You know what I mean? Like the so why, same, can't they, why can't the, they do that in play? The same things they're doing like in Hollywood and they're about to make that same push in the music industry, the same push they're making in businesses everywhere. Like just ensure that you're getting something for your labor before you agree to go back. I just, why, I, pers- I, I Why are we acting like this was a strike? This wasn't a strike. No, I'm not saying that it was a strike. I'm saying that oh. since the protests began, that maybe, is... Listen, if I, I, maybe the NFL should do that, but you, we've always applauded the NBA for being so progressive, right? Even though they only have one I black think, owner I think and seven crazy. black co- head, head coaches. I think that... I, and I would tell them to demand um, some more teams that are that are owned by black people for real. Like, even if well, it's a... Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, black people got black people got they got it. We got to have to have the cap have to have the capital. Though. I agree, but they then there's something there's something they could do with equity to ensure that it's more affordable for black people. There are a bunch of things that could be done, and all I'm saying is I would like to see them. We might have lost Lenar, but I'm gonna tell y'all this. Oh, here he is. I would like to see them use their leverage before they hit the court, because I personally believe, from a negotiating standpoint. Once you do the thing, that once you perform the task, you lose some of your leverage. I'm not saying that they won't get any of those things done, but even like the social justice fund they're announcing, maybe they can get more money in that thing too. Like there are a bunch of ways that they can leverage their position. It's the same you thing. You, you, you don't think it's weird that they have professional sports going the civil rights movement, but we're saying that it's a distraction now? No, I'm not. And I'm not saying they should never play sports again. I'm just saying make sure... Before they get back on the court this time, because of what's happening, because of the pressure of the of this particular era, that they can leverage that to get systemic change in the NBA and probably broader. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at none of that. I agree with all of that. I'm just saying I think it's very strange that we say it would be distracting from everything if the NBA came back, but literally there was professional sports during the civil rights movement. I understand what you're saying. I think because we're in this unique time where um, if we're honest, the right movement was the unique time. No, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Just like um, with coronavirus going on and the way that people had to pay attention to what happened with George Floyd. Once that shift happens and the economy opens up, there's already a level of distraction that we didn't have when George Floyd, when Breonna Taylor, even though Breonna Taylor hasn't gotten the same amount of attention and her killers are still out. I just don't know what that shift is going to be like. And if there is an ability, an opportunity to use this particular moment to say, I'm going to wait until we leverage some things with our positions of power and not go back on the 
So all of us should be doing that. Then. Don't just put that on the NBA players. No artist should be putting out music. Nobody that does films and, and, and television shows should be doing films and TV. None of us should be getting on the radio. Like, none of us should be doing any of Well, and, and I think the difference between you getting on the radio and the NBA playing is you're literally every day going on the radio at least spending, what, 30 40% at least of your time talking about these issues. You're informing people about these issues. And so could they. They could do it with, they, they could do it with, their, with their statements before the game. They could yeah. do it with the after the game. They could I just do it personally with, with think that... They choose to wear in the game. I personally believe they have more leverage without doing that. And, Lenard, to the point, I don't think they have to start at a boycott. I think they could send a letter saying these are the things that we require before we go back on the court. The NBA is more progressive than NFL. They might go for it. Then they don't have to boycott at all. They just they're, they're, Their ask alone resulted in systemic change. I have, I have no problem with that. I just don't like the rhetoric of it would be a distraction. I'm like, yo, black people can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like, like, that, like that is a ridiculous notion to think that it would just be a, a downright distraction. I don't think we would be distracted. I think the people who had to be forced to watch this for the first time would be a distraction. What you mean? I mean, would be distracted. Meaning like there are white folks who never had to pay attention the way that we have to pay attention who responded in this way because they finally had to see it because there was nothing else what? to watch and when they turn to the NBA and they see them brothers with Black Lives Matter t-shirts on. and That I didn't can't work for them before. On, why not? Who said I that? I don't know why it didn't. But when they were I can't breathe shirts, like people were like, oh, yeah, that's powerful. But nothing happened from it. Because they're not the people trying to get legislation changed. That's your job. Politicians got to do their job. NBA players got to do their job. Some people's job is to raise awareness. Some people's job is to actually go out there and, and advocate for change. Awareness and activism to me are two different things totally. Let the activists do what they do and let the people raise awareness by doing what they do. I don't I don't understand why we're asking NBA players to be all things to all people. I'm not asking Maxine Waters to go out there and win a championship for the Lakers. No, and I think it's different. I think that um, there's a certain amount of responsibility um, that Black people have to bring our full selves and um, and hopefully if we're super responsible a certain amount of like, I'm going to protect what's in our interests. And I think that if they can use the leverage of we won't play until this happens to make change, to undergird Congresswoman Waters, to undergird those state and local elected officials who are doing this, to ensure that, you know, um, police budgets are police, but police budgets are cut. To the, what everybody's asking for are defunded. To what everybody's asking for, resources are shifted into places where we really need them. If they can use the bully pulpits they have to do that, I think that says a lot. And the last thing I'll say, if it wasn't their responsibility at all, these leagues, these companies wouldn't be putting up these social justice funds and all of that. That's so, not true. It's white guilt because they're, 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 their league is yeah. made up of 80% black people. Yeah. So they got to act like they, and I'm not going to say they got to act like they care because they don't have to, but they have to, they have to act like they care about the employees. They don't want to have a bunch of disgruntled employees. By the way, if they weren't doing that, then those players would be like, you know what? We sitting our ass down. NFL has every reason to do that, by the way. The NFL absolutely positively has every reason to do exactly what you're saying right now. I think so. I just don't think it would be a distraction. That's just my personal opinion. Well, 
like usual, we'll agree to disagree. Yep. Love you, though. I love you, too. Meet you later, okay? Bye, brother. Peace.